You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Croatia Valley here, confidently driven as they run past the quarter, leads by a length. Gosh is second, Village Kid third, looking for the way clear. Gamalite is fourth on the outside and then quite famous. They're running to the home turn, 250 metres left to go. And it's Croatia Valley here, straightening up a length in front of Gosh. Perkins pulls a whip on Croatia Valley here. He's about a length in front. Gamora is finishing gamely. Village Kid squeezing out in the last little bit, but it's Croatia Valley here in front, drawing to the line. Yes, he's won at Croatia Valley here. Yeah, top line horse, wasn't he? Uh, that was the 85 Inter Dominion Pro Chevalier. We heard Wayne Wilson yesterday, and he called that one as well. As we say good morning to Chris Barsby. How are you, Chris? Steve, I'm well. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. When you think back about it, just with those replays that you're uh, delivering each and every morning, gee, Wayne Wilson caught a lot of great horses of both coats. He did indeed. Yeah, I know a couple of his favourites, you know, were, well, obviously Pro Chevalier there, but, you know, some of the Queensland stars at the time. One Dodge Mate was a fave of his. Yeah. You know, given the whole story around being from, you know, country Queensland, you know, just a bread and butter rinkies mm. involved with the horse, and he was as tough as nails. He might not have been the best horse around, but he was just so tough and give his all all the time. One Dodge Mate. Yeah, but you go back through them, Steve, like Paleface Adios. He had that great rapport with Colin and Shirley Pike. Gamelite, you replayed yesterday, Popular Arm, Village Kid, all that those great household names. Wayne was going off everywhere calling these horses. So, uh, yeah, they were, they were great memories, no doubt. And uh, great horses, great times for harness racing. I remember one of my jobs, he said to me one day when um, Paleface Adios passed, he said, look, uh, I want you to do something for me. <laughs> and his, his voice, I said, yes. I was only very young at the time. And he said, uh, I want you to do a montage. He said, with a lot of um, Paleface Adios's wins, and he said, I want you to put it under the Bet Midler song win beneath my wings and i worked on it for like a week i was so proud of it he played it on a saturday morning and uh it was like something very memorable for me for wayne to be playing mm. that prime time on a saturday this montage with win beneath my. i was very emotional with all the a lot of his big wins powerful it went for about three or four minutes well, i was going to say did you get all of those replays because he won 108 races <laughs> <laughs> not all of them chris not all of them but it, it took a lot of work in those days and uh, we're not, we didn't have the technology then. It was all reel-to-reel type stuff and editing, and it took a, took a, took a while to get done. But I was, I, was, I wish mm. I could find it. I'd, I'd play a bit of it. But anyway, uh, our first yeah. guest, Grant Forrest, is with us. Hey, just before you start, mm. we start with Grant, uh, just an update. I, I heard you earlier yeah, talking Swayze, about what's Swayze. It, well, th there's still no news. I spoke with RQ officials this morning. They're none the wiser on whether or not he's going to be a here next week. So, And I've spoken with a number of um, uh, industry insiders, if you'd want to call them that. Uh, some are saying, yeah, he'll be here, and some are saying, no, he's no chance. So I don't think anyone knows. So uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. So those fields will be released on Monday for the, uh, the first night of action coming up next Friday, so tomorrow week. So Monday we'll know whether or not he's going to be here. So... At this stage, he's still in the mix. He's definitely, uh, well, he definitely hasn't been scratched. So at this stage, it's it's push on, I suppose. Yeah, but the market tells us probably not, doesn't it, really, Chris? He's out to 450 mm. now. Um, dollar eight yeah. leap to fame. So anyway, we'll wait and see. Mm. But Grand Forest is with us, and he's got an important runner lining up on Saturday night. ID 23 starts next Friday night. The best bourbon is the trotter in question, obviously here for this series. And 
I want to find out more about the best bourbon. So Grant Forrest has been kind enough to join us this morning. Grant, appreciate the time. No, thanks for having me. Uh, is this your first trip to Brisbane, your first trip to Ellabian Park? Uh, yeah, with a runner, I've uh, come up here in the past um, and seen a few races, but to actually bring a runner up, this is my first time. All right, exciting stuff. So you give her a run on Saturday night just to familiarise yourself and the horse, obviously, before the series gets underway next week? Yeah, she's a RODM at the moment as well, and I thought uh, I'd try and kill two birds with one stone by giving her a look around Albion Park and to try and get her... Um, get her back to an ODM um, for the series and try and get her back in the draw at some point uh, soon. Okay. Now, she raised last Saturday night at Menangle. Somewhat of an eye-catcher as well. Were you happy with the way she attacked the line? Yeah, she's got um, she's got a, she's a pretty high-speed mare. And uh, if, I, if you have a look at a few of her runs, um, when she's driven with a nice hit, uh, she does attack the line pretty good. And... And to do it against the, uh, some quality horses like One Overall and Funky Monkey, to be taking ground off them, um, I was pretty happy with. It says that she trialled yesterday. Yeah, yep, I gave her a, a light trial at Menangle. Yeah, who won that trial? I want to know. It won by 60 metres, looked like a world beater. <laughs> Con Constantinople, so he's in the uh, Inter-Minion uh, heats. He's one of uh, Belinda McCarthy's. Um, goes pretty nice. Uh, my one was there just to get its first RODM off, so I wasn't out there to break any track records or anything like that. Um, and she did what I needed her to do. OK. So when do you head up, Grant? No, no, I'm already up here. OK. I um, okay. I uh, left straight after the trial and uh, got here at about 1.30 in the morning. It's a big day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite knackered. <laughs> <laughs> and with good reason. So you just have an easy day today, probably don't do a great deal tomorrow, and then you're ready to go for Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, with how her racing pattern is, um, she generally doesn't have really any tough runs. It's usually the same, sit in, come with one sprint, so... Um, she generally doesn't get knocked around too much in her races. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, she seemed pretty bright. And, um, bit of a spark this morning. She ate everything last night, uh, drank up. So, um, yeah, hopefully you know, she gets through Saturday night and we can have a good series with her. I notice she carries a bit of gear, Grant, on her head. Yeah, she's, she's had a lot of problems. Um, I've had a lot of problems with her ever since I, I got her and that's why she's an RODM I suppose um, yeah she just once she's on the back of a helmet um, she's, she's not too bad but from the mobile she can get a little bit fired up and want to run it and her issues are trying to sort of find a helmet or take her off the mobile a little bit she just wants to charge sort of thing but um, hopefully I'd I think I'm I'm winning the battle slowly with her, and um, I'm getting there. I think. So what have you got on her head there? Is it like a wearing a nose roll? And yeah, I got a shadow roll. Um, she's got some blocks on her. She's got deafness, um, uh, tongue tie. So um, 
yeah, you'd, you'd think something that's had about 50 or 70 starts would have got the hang of it by now, but uh, no, she, um, she still creates a few headaches here and there. You've had her all the way through, Grant. So 69 starts, 11 wins, more than 113,000 in the bank. So she's talented, but uh, she obviously still gives you a few headaches here and there. Yeah, she just just pulls a little bit too much. And as I said, that when she's from the mobile, she she actually wants to come off the gate um, a bit quick. And she does have gate speed. The only thing is, if I use it early, she doesn't come home as good. Um, and I've always found that her best racing pattern is to come with one run. Uh, so there's yeah, just a few battles just fighting her to get onto a helmet at the start or just after the start or um, take her off the arm sort of thing. But, yeah, she, she's just a competitive sort of mare and um, yeah, still got a little bit to learn. She was pretty immature when I first got her. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm slowly starting to get there. But, yeah, I think she's improved a fair bit in the last year. OK, so with this race on Saturday night, you're drawn out in seven. You've got that RODM tag. So the plan is to go back? Yeah, well, the, the, the plan whenever I've drawn wide is always to go back. As I said, uh, every time I've used uh, real hard early, um, she hasn't got home. I think she's probably a little bit better nowadays, but... You know, if she drew one, two or three, I'd, I'd probably go a little bit forward and take a trail. But drawing out there, um, with a little bit of luck, she doesn't try and fight me too much and I can take her off the arm and just sit her in and hopefully either get a trail up or just come with one one run at him. All right. Uh, how do you think she'll handle Albion Park, the 1,000-metre oval compared to Menangle, which is 1,400? Yeah, uh, she won't have any problems with that. She's... Um, she's raced at Goulburn, it's a thousand metres. She trials at Goulburn a fair bit. She's even raced at Canberra, which is 800 metres. Um, I've taken her for a couple of Victorian stints. She's gone around Melton and Maryborough, uh, Cobram. They're all thousand metre tracks. So um, it, it wouldn't matter if she went around Marburg or anything like that. It, it, it just wouldn't matter the size of the track for her. OK. Uh, so the series starts next Friday night. We're going to have uh, two heats. So there's 24 trotters doing battle for this series. In a perfect world, with luck on your side, is she good enough to qualify for the final? Yeah, 100% she's good enough to qualify for the yeah. final. I think she's a pretty handy mare. Obviously, when you look at it, to me personally, Just Believe and Queen Elida are, are a cut above them. Um, Olivici's not far behind the faster Metro's probably not far behind and I reckon you know anywhere five six down the rest are pretty even um, mm. yeah that's when it comes into luck and getting the right barrier draws the right runs um, but with her speed uh, you know she, she can kind of overcome little obstacles and as I said, some of the higher-ranked ones, like Funky Monkey, she's um, she's beaten before or taken ground off them uh, recently. So, you know, if I can get some nice, quiet, easy runs, she'll be hitting the line pretty well, I think. All right. So, are you excited by this challenge? The Inter Dominion's all uh, all about a big test for horse and driver. Are you excited about this challenge with the best bourbon? Yeah, yeah. You always sort of want to have a good enough horse to race all the good horses and to be in a series like this um, 
you know, if there's one race I want to win, it's the Inter Dominion Series. Um, I was lucky enough to have a runner in it a couple of years ago, um, even though she wasn't of the class of the best firm, but to actually have something that I, I think can be more than competitive and, and do a good job in the series, it's, um, it's good to actually test uh, your skills against the best. Yeah, no doubt. The other thing that stands out with this mare, the best bourbon, is her pedigree grant. She is exceptionally well-bred. She's by Sam Bourbon, the French sire, and I know uh, Anton Galino told me he was he was in love with this guy, Sam Bourbon, and Maidstone Miss, correct me if I'm wrong, but was she a Group 1 Redwood Classic winner? Yeah, so she's a she's a Sundown mare that um, I think Alfred might have driven her in the uh, Redwood yeah. one, and... Um, she was a yeah a pretty handy mare, a bit similar in a way. I don't know if she was overly strong, but had good speed. Um, but even her progeny, so you know, mascot I think one is the first one out of her. She he's won nine races. The best bourbon's the second one. She's won eleven. Uh, the third one is used to be a maid. She's won a group one um, and won a few races. So they're the first three out of her of racing age. Um, so Maidstone Miss, yeah, and like Sundon was the supreme sire um, of yesteryear sort of thing and, you know, she's done a great job at Stub. Yeah, no question about that. So let's find out more about you. Are you based down there, Goulburn? Yeah, so the easiest way to probably um, describe it is I'm sort of halfway between Canberra and Goulburn. Um, obviously not the warmest climate in the world. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 40 minutes from the Golden Track, 40 minutes from the Canberra Track, and about two hours, 10 from Menangle. Um, so it was a fair trip uh, when I came up yesterday. Yeah, but by the sound of it, she's handled the trip better than you. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, we had to, we, I stopped at Taree on the way up and let them have a walk around and a pick. And, um, yeah, you know, she, as I said, I've, I've, I've taken to her to Victoria for about three or four stints before and that, that's a decent trip down there as well and uh, she's just matured each time I've taken her away so I, I, I wouldn't have thought that this trip would be any different for her. Okay and you love the Trotters, the bulk of your team are Trotters? Yeah so I've been lucky enough in the past, um, Yabby Dam sent me uh, I always had a few trotters, but then Yabby Dams jumped on board, and then um, uh, Trump Bloodstock has uh, jumped on board as well. And I've only really got uh, one or two paces out of 20 um, that I have in work. So always love the trotter, it's a natural gate. Um, I like the challenges that the trotters represent, they're a lot harder to train than paces, and you've got to have a lot of patience. and bit of skill getting their um, feet right and head right and um, no, I just love them. Mm. Just, just on the on the training of a trotter, uh, we know with the paces it's becoming more refined, the breed, so uh, they can go unbelievable time but they're still strong. Just with the trotter, um, do they take just as much work as a pacer nowadays? Uh, they can with the breed, um, with Yabby Dams and, and Duncan McPherson and Anthony Perkins having access to the best stallions in the world now um the trotters have, have grown um, out of this world in the last 10 years so you know you obviously you do a lot more probably galloping work with the paces where you don't well 
I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't do that with the trotters. But um, but yeah, they take a fair. They they can take work. You can yeah, you can work them pretty similarly uh, as the paces and that. And yeah, their gates are a lot stronger and a lot better. And um, yeah, a lot easier than what it was probably ten years ago. Mm. And the shoeing's another uh, key element uh, with the trotters nowadays. It, it's it's crucial. If you get their feet right, uh, it takes a lot of pressure off you as the trainer. Yeah, well, generally I I see most of the issues are with their feet. And if you get the feet right, then their head gets right after that as well. Um, so, yeah, you kind of muck around. Like, I break all mine in and I shoe them from you know, day one sort of thing and try and get their feet right and... Uh, yeah, it's it's the main um, ingredient, I believe, in getting the trotters right. And you know, it, it gets to the point, as I said, the breed's getting better. That you know, once they do get up to open class, they're, they're pretty easy to shoe then, and don't need too much work with them. Okay. Is she the only horse that you've brought up? No, I brought uh, a two-year-old up called Sister Katie. And um, I've got another one coming up called Le Bleu. Okay. Well, I couldn't fit her on the float on the way up, so I <laughs> packed it full of everything. Um, but she'll be coming up as well. So I've got those two, the two two-year-old trotters entered for Albion Park on Tuesday. Um, I expect them to go pretty well. And then I think there's another two-year-old in a couple of weeks' time. Um, so I thought Best Firm needs a bit of company, um, plus these other couples do go all right. So hopefully I'll have a bit of luck with um, all three of them. Yeah, well, hopefully it will be a, a fruitful campaign here in Queensland over the next couple of weeks. Looking forward to seeing you and this Mayor on Saturday night and throughout ID23. I really appreciate the time this morning and uh, we'll see you trackside on Saturday night. No worries. Thanks, Pete, for that. I appreciate it. No, much appreciated uh, your time this morning. So there's Grant Forrest, the trainer driver of the best bourbon who lines up in race nine and she's here for ID 23 as well, Steve. So we'll be interested to see how she goes on Saturday night, drawn out there in gate seven. Yeah, but as I said, I think I want to follow this horse, Chris, that won that uh, trial yesterday. I'll just play the closing yeah. stages of it here now, Chris, if you don't mind, and see if we can get it sure. up. Came Walkabout Sunrise and the other pair, but up the straight, Constantinople. Let's have a look at this one. Very smart indeed. And Constantinople trots over the line and does it uh, very stylishly. Probably 25 metres, maybe? 25, yeah, that might have been close to 100 metres uh, <laughs> yesterday, uh, winning that trial. Mark Rees is with us now, Chris. Well, let's keep talking about the trotters because Mark's got uh, a runner stepping out in this trot race that we're focusing on right now. My alderman, Eddie. So, as it stands, Steve, ID 23, the cutoff is 24 trotters. I think my alderman, Eddie, is 25. But the significant part with my alderman, Eddie, he's a cubred trotter, and if he gets in uh, to this series when and we'll know on Monday, he'll be the only Q-bred trotter. So that's a feat in its own right. But Mark's also got Call Me Trouble lining up for ID23. Mark's online with us now. Mark, appreciate the time. G'day, Chris. How are you? Yeah, really well. Do you think my alderman, Eddie, come Monday morning when those noms are taken, will force his way into the series? Oh, look, I, look, I hope so. Um... Uh, I, I think he deserves to be there. He's been very consistent um, in the top grade for the last few months. Um, uh, there's a few down south that are um, I probably 
you know, doubt whether they'll come. So I, I, I think with any sort of luck, he, he should just sneak in. Mm. Yeah, I think he'll do enough. I think there might be just one or two little withdrawals and you'll sneak in. But uh, as long as you're there, that's the main thing. And like I said, being the only Q-bred trotter, that's a huge feat in its own right. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, look, I didn't even realise it until uh, one of the owners sort of said to me, do you realise he's, he'll be the only Q-bred trotter in the series? And probably, he said to me, probably uh, ever uh, Q-bred that is, that, that's... Mm. Um, uh, you know, contested the Inter Dominion trotting. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair effort. There's, yeah, no, no doubt about that. And, and as you just outlined, he's been so consistent over the last couple of months. Sure, you've had a few little bumps, but I think that's normal with the trotters. But the best is still yet to come with this guy. Oh, he's just yeah, he just keeps stepping up. Um, he's he's very consistent. He trot. Now we've got him trotting well. Now the big thing when we got him was he wouldn't trot right. He, he, start pacing and all that sort of thing and we, we sort of got him trotting well and and from then on he's just got better and better and stronger and faster and um i, I honestly think if he makes a series and then we'll give him a spell he'll come back next year a really good horse mm. yeah I, I don't disagree we just spoke with grand forest about the best bourbon and the, the the issues that you guys face as trainers getting these trotters right has it been a combination of a few things, uh, working out the, the, the right sort of routine and shoeing? Has that been a, a big battle as well? Not, not so much the shoeing. I've been lucky with the two that I've got because they're the first two I've ever had and I, and I didn't know anything about trotters when I first started. I'm a pacing man, but, um, you know, like I just threw the... I just let the farrier throw the, the normal trotting shoes on and we just went with that and it worked. Um, mm -hmm. the, the issues I have is in the head. <laughs> Especially with sort of call me trouble. He's, he's named well. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about him in just a moment. But just with my yeah. ultimate Eddie, like, he lines up here. Yeah, you got me there? Yeah, I've got you. Yep. I've got you. So yep. you, you line up on Saturday night, you've got barrier yep. one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, just looking at his recent form, last week he was third behind Funny Face. Two runs ago, he chased home Majestic Harry. Three runs ago, a runner up behind Adele. Four runs ago, a runner up behind Not As Promised. And as we now know, he's the Victoria Trotters Derby winner. So, that, that form's as good as anything going around. Oh, my word. My word. That's that's why I'm, I'm really keen to, to sort of get him into the, to the series because I, I reckon he'd... Um, you know, with the right draw, he'd, he'd give it a shake. So, are you confident on Saturday night that he'll run well again? Oh, I, I think so. He just, just he, he just trots, and he'll he'll be fine. He'll just he'll, he'll come out, and uh, Nerissa will put him where where he ends up, and he'll be full of running at the end, and and we'll go from there. All right. Well, that's my ultimate, Eddie. Let's talk about Call Me Trouble. And as you okay. said, he's he's well-named in many ways. Is he yeah. going to trial today between races at Redcliffe? Yeah, he's having a trial today. We're just trying to get him, get the RDO M off him. So if he trials again today, he trialled last week and got one off, taken off. And then uh, if he trials uh, today successfully, he'll, he'll just be an ODM horse for the series.
Okay. That trial last week, he won and was super impressive. Big margin, fast time, a tick over 55. Did, did he go above and beyond your expectations with that trial? Uh, I, I was surprised, yeah. But, um, yeah, we, we changed a, uh, uh, we've changed a bit of gear on him and, 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 and we put uh, Narissa drove him and um, she drives most of mine. And um, she was, um, yeah, she was on him for that for that trial, and and she she gets them up and going, gets them up running. So, yeah. Right. So confidence levels going into this series. What, what are you thinking, or is it all, is it all up to him? Oh, it'll be up to him. But 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 hopefully, uh, with you know with a few things we've done, we've got him sort of. Um, coming away from the mobile now, which was, he wasn't doing before, so we, we were having to, you know, be off the mobile 20 metres or 15 metres or something. And, and with these good horses, you can't give them any start. You're going to have to, you know, that's hard enough starting on terms with them. Um, but look, I tell you what, over a mile, you know, two on the front line. If he comes out, he'll well, know he's in it if he does everything right. Mm. Mm. Will it be a, a, a serious trial today? Do you want him to sort of do anything or just basically no, just get no, away no, safely? No, 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 because there's a lot. Of, there's a couple of first starters in it. And, and, and you know, like, he, even though he's a trotter, he's a, he's a, you know, he's sort of well above them, the, the ones that are in it. So we'll just come out. The main thing today will be just get that OG, ROG lifted. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, as you said earlier, um, you're a pacing man, so these are the first two trotters that you've tinkered with, and here you are with the possibility of both lining up in an Inter-Dominion series. Are you pinching yourself? Oh, I, I certainly am. I certainly am. Look, we've got, we've got two really good um, owners, uh, owner uh, groups and um, for both those horses, and they're, they're terrific owners, and they're all... Well, 90% of them are first-time owners too, so how good's that? You know, and and yeah. you know we've got we've got them ranging from 25 years old to 99 years old. We've got a 99 year old owner in with um with both of those. Call me trouble and my old man Eddie, uh, uh, and he's, he's 99. How good, you know? How good? He he remembers you know the the old days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he'd be able to tell some stories about the trotters oh, of yesteryear. Man. Yeah, Koala King. Yeah, you know, he can he can tell you all about that those days. You know, with Koala King and. Gamalite, <laughs> all that, all that crew. It was just like it was yesterday to him. So, does he still get to the track? Yeah, he comes all the time. He's so good. Wow. He's always sitting up there with my mum, up in the grandstand. Wow. Uh, That's a story in itself, isn't it? My word, my word. I, I, yeah. I sort of thought racing Queensland would probably jump on that as a story because it's, um, you know, there's not too many 99-year-olds. Um, owners getting around anymore. Well, give him a shout out. Who's the owner? Um, oh, I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember his. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he's going to kill me. Um, oh, what's his name? Mm. I can't remember his name, mate. <laughs> I can't remember his name. No, there's about, there's about 40 owners, and I can't remember his name. It's Jim's, it's Jim's dad. <laughs> OK, um, righto. So Jim Overton's father? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Righto. Righto. That'll do. Um, That'll right, do. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, Jim, Jim Overton's father. Oh, what's his name? Oh, God. They're going to kill me. They ring me every day. 
going to kill. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, tell me this, uh, not only the Trotters, uh, you've got Gwyneth P flying, and I know Darren Clayton was following this mare for, for so long, and I reckon he's dropped off, because as soon as yeah. he's dropped off, she's found the winner's circle. Is that the key yeah. to her? Yeah. He's the Jonah. <laughs> yeah. Mock yeah. of all mocks. Yeah, he is. He's the Jonah. <laughs> we pay him now to stay off. <laughs> <laughs> but she is going well. Yeah, she's just going well. Yeah, she's... Um, yeah. I just don't know where to now, though, with her. Um, I've actually put her on the market. Um, it just gets a bit hard now. Once they win that band five mares, you know, there's a few open, there's a few open mares races throughout the year, but it's a bit hard to keep them up for just you know one or two races. Yeah. And it just gets like that, and you're better off just selling them. Um, I, I sort of, I sort of had the same problem with our our fire and delight. I sort of got her to the same stage, and then sort of, it's you know they offer you too good of money for them to to, to keep them. Mm. Um, it's something we sort of should look at um, with mares, you know, to pr prolong their racing here in Queensland, because too many yeah. of them are going. They either go to America or they go down. They, a lot of them go to Western Australia. It's a different handicapping system there. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but we haven't... So you of, might be in that uh, same position with Madrigal in time to come. Well, I, look, my mum owns Madrigal. I think she'll be here forever. I, uh, yeah. She won't let me sell her, I don't think. Um, we've already been offered money from the States for her. Um, but she said no, she wants to keep her. And we'll probably end up breeding out of her. Okay. Uh, she's well bred. Okay. So. But, um, well, she's yeah. a daughter of Captain Treacherous, isn't she? Yeah, Captain Treacherous, out of a, a good, good, good mare. Um, uh, a pretty real good mare, actually. Um, she goes back in the New Zealand breeding. She goes back into some really good um, stock there. All right. Well, the team's going well, and you're uh, on the cusp of having two trotters qualify for ID 23. One's definitely there. Call me trouble. He'll try it later today. Hopefully, my older Manetti can squeeze in at the last minute. Yeah, I, I do too. I really hope he does because the, those owners are, they're mad. They'll all be there for the for the four nights, and you'll know they're there. And there's there's about twenty of them, and then and they're mad. So it'll be good. <laughs> Too right, too right. Hey, Mark, appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside later today. Good on you, Chris. Thanks, mate. Here's Mark Reese joining us. So my ultimate Eddie lines up on Saturday night, hoping to squeeze his way into that uh, 24. The top 24 is the cutoff for ID 23 with the Trotters. So we'll be interested to see if he makes the cut or not. So, Steve, we're about to go to the West because they've got a Group 1 feature coming through tomorrow night. It's the... Uh, Westral Mares Classic, and you know who's going to start favourite in that race? I do. Can the horse bounce back? Mm. Mm. Let's find out. Beast Maddie Young. Good morning, <laughs> yeah. you boys. Will she bounce back? Yeah, I think she will. Um, she's had she had a lot of issues going into that uh, previous run, which was over the 2100 metres, and she's got the barrier draw. Uh, she would have more work into her. I'm expecting her to be able to lead control and from there she should be able to dash her brilliant last half and good luck to anyone who's chasing her. Does Steno have a look early and test uh, Wonderful to Fly? Possibly. Um, she's pretty quick, Wonderful to Fly in her own right and drawn right alongside 
makes things a little bit more difficult and Steno can fire up. So that's uh, that's a concern in itself for Jocelyn, whether she wants to push the button right alongside Wonderful to fly and, and have that risk of her firing up. Um, then it can become a very long 2,500-metre race in that aspect. But she was a better run last start, so... Yeah, I'm expecting uh, to have a little bit of a look. Simply Shaz isn't the quickest beginner off the inside, so they might try and open up that position behind Wonderful to Fly. Just in the next race, Major Express, what can you tell us? This horse is going to start short with this phenomenal record. It's won 10 from 15. Major Express. Yeah, he's a, he's a very smart horse, Major Express. He's uh, been one that has had issues, and he had a long time away from the track. He's come back. He's won three in a row, I'm pretty sure this preparation on top of his previous six or seven um, in a row. Yeah, he's got the perfect draw. He's got good gate speed. I'm expecting him to be able to burrow through, lead, and from there he should be able to go in his winning way again. Okay, well, that's, uh, that is uh, race six, number one, Major Express. Uh, my ultimate, Ronnie, has he touched down in the West? Uh, not that I've heard, but I have been off sick all week, so I have not... Um, okay. I have not been in in contention with what's happening in the harness racing world. All right. These four-year-old races, they're going to be competitive, aren't they? Absolutely. Very open races. And uh, we saw that the other day. There was, I think, a line of six or seven across the track, and they all hit the line pretty well. A few horses were unlucky on that occasion. And then you've got Miles and Ronnie's going to be added to the list. Uh, we saw Goodfellas trial really well yesterday at Pinjarra. And wonderful to fly. We'll head towards the Golden Nugget too. So uh, there's a, a healthy addition to the four-year-old ranks, and I think they're going to be incredibly competitive races. Mm. That race next week is worth $125,000, the four-year-old classic. So if wonderful to fly comes through tomorrow night, Will, would she more than likely back up again next week? Yeah, I'd say so, 100%. Okay. Well, she's another X factor for those uh, four-year-old races. The mare going up against the boys. It's always exciting, you know, watching a good mare take on the boys. So she adds that little bit of uh, X factor over the next couple of weeks. And I think uh, the best thing for her in those races is that she'll be able to be driven as the hunter rather than the hunted. And she's got that brilliant speed. So uh, I'd love to see her getting a soft run in the four-year-old classic next weekend. Uh, the Golden Nugget coming up and seeing what she's uh, capable of because I think if they sort of forget that she's there, uh, she'll be the one flashing home. All right. Ten races tomorrow night, Maddie. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, I actually found the meeting to be really, really good. I'm going race two, number one, me flash. Could be a bit of value here. Could be each way value. And I just, I really liked his last run. Uh, Good front running type. Looks really hard to beat for mine. So race two, number one, me flash for Shane Steele. Okay, race two, number one at me flash, the best bet for GP tomorrow night. Matty, really appreciate the time. We'll touch base again next week. Cheers, guys. There's Matty Young joining us from the West. So the best bet for Matty, race two, number one, me flash. So, Steve, put a big circle around that one. Hey, there's a big night coming through on Saturday night down in uh, in Melbourne as well, Steve. We've got all these Breeders' Crown finals. Emma Stewart completely dominated last Saturday night. I think she had eight of the ten winners. In one race, she didn't have a runner. So, 
eight from nine in essence, but uh, it's a big night on Saturday night from Melton. Uh, Jared will have all the price movements uh, coming through tomorrow. But just as far as Queensland is concerned, not as promised. He won the Victoria Trotters derby. He's going to start the favourite in the uh, Breeders' Crown final for Graham Dwyer, Nathan Dawson and owner Tony Vivas. So that's race number three. So a lot of eyes on that race, not only because of, you know, what's at stake there, but they're looking to go to New Zealand, Steve, for the New Zealand Trotters Derby, which comes up on uh, December 12, I think it was, for memory. So that's their big Grand Prix race day. That's going to be a Sunday at Addington. So if he wins on Saturday night, that will pretty much confirm that he'll go to New Zealand. So that's exciting to have a Queensland-trained trotter taking on New Zealand's best in the derby. And as far as the uh, the filly is concerned, Zena Rainbow, uh, she's set to contest the two-year-old fillies final. She's got the visitors' draw. She's drawn out in 13, so the outside of the second row. And she's up against the likes of Very Pretty, who's unbeaten for Emma Stewart, Draw a Dream, unbeaten for Emma Stewart, and Luxa Turner, who's the, uh, the only two-year-old that's gone sub-50, and she's drawn the second row as well. So it's a really strong program uh, in many ways uh, across a lot of divisions there, two-year-olds, three-year-olds, paces, trotters. So good Queensland interest in particular with not as promised on Saturday night. And just with the Inner Dominion starting Friday, not Saturday, is that just obviously to give those horses a bit of a breather going into the second round on December 5, Chris? Is that the reason well, or that was... other reasons? No, I think that was certainly uh, at, at the forefront of uh, everyone's mind as far as racing Queensland was concerned. And it's just a little bit different as well. Traditionally, we race every Saturday night and we will be racing on, on the Saturday as well. But just the Friday, a little bit different. And as you said, just to give them that extra day as well. So Tuesday, uh, Friday, Tuesday, Saturday, and then the final will be on the Saturday as well. So... That's the reason. And those fields, as I said, they'll be out on Monday, so it's going to be all important. We start at the mile next Friday night, then we go to the 2100 on the Tuesday night, and the last round of heats will be at 2600, which is the grand final distance as well. So if you want to get your tickets, go online, id23.com.au. They've got a heap of social events as well taking place. There's a golf day, there's going to be a Calcutta. I think they're even doing a trip uh, to see Blacks are fake as well. So that'll be a, a great uh, thrill for a lot of people. The greatest Inter-Dominion champion of all time. Contested six series, Steve. One, four, second in one, third in the other. So what a mighty champion he was. And uh, he's still going strong. So there's a lot to look forward to. And it starts officially next week. How many Inter-Dominions for you? Uh, calling? Mm. Uh, no, th this will be my first be as the first. call. I've, okay. done, I've done two consolations. So uh, 2009, I think that was uh, our awesome Armbro. That was at the Gold Coast, obviously. And 2001, I had the great pr pleasure of calling a horse like Safe and Sound. So that's how good the series was back in 2001. Mm. I think Safe and Sound, TaylorMade Lombo went around in that consolation. So that just underlines how strong that series was back then. That was the series won by Yulestar. All right, so it's special for many, many reasons. Your first, uh, of course, the last at Albion Park. And and Queensland Star Horse has just got a you know, stranglehold on the market at this stage. And we, mm. we hope the younger brother comes, but we'll just wait and see Swayze. He's the older brother. Older brother, I mean. Yeah. He's five, Leap to Fame's four. Thank you. So, yeah, there you go. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve.